0: In motion is Sewell, Goff to throw, wants to throw it to Sewell, uh-huh. he caught it. But Sewell yes. on first down, yes. the big man dives down to the
1: 31 yard line. Welcome to the 20 in the Huddle podcast presented by Microsoft. And I am really happy to welcome in Lions General Manager Brad Holmes as we kind of put a Bow on the twenty twenty three NFL draft and and Brad before we start I just have to make sure we're gonna start talking about these prospects I know you get a little bit excited I'm far, I'm far enough away right you got enough distance I got between enough distance us. I saw what you did to Brad well He's usually the table guy. gets you first so Tim I think you're I mean here, that all right. elbow would put me right down on the floor I think Brad but no look I love that about it I mean you do nine months of work right yeah. and, and this is what you do you have a passion for it and then when it finally gets to that day and you get your guy. Yeah. All the work.
0: I love the excitement. You love this process, don't you? That's that's, that's what it's all about. I mean, um, you know, it's it's not fake. It's genuine. It's authentic. And um, that's, I don't know any other way that we can express that we got the player that we truly love. And I've always said that that's what we're going to do. Um, you know, regardless of what anybody else says or anything, we're going to get the players that we love. And, you and, know, if we love a player, it's not like we love a lot of players, but if we love a player, that means that we love him for like a lot of different reasons. And that means that that guy fits our culture. That guy fits kind of what our football team wants to look like. And he fits the intangibles. He fits the physical traits. He fits everything. And so um, when we, when we get a chance to acquire those players, he just, it's an uncontrollable emotion. And um, we're just extremely happy. Well, let's talk about
1: Jameer Gibbs a little bit. You're at six, you move back to 12, still get your guy. I know you said that the draft, he was the top guy on your board yep. at that spot. When you look at him, Brad, I mean, explosiveness that's the word that just comes out, and it's not just Jared turn around and hand the ball off to him oh. too. It's oh. you know, catching the football. He's very fluid. I mean, he played a lot
0: of different spots. Just just how dynamic can he be in Ben's offense? Yeah, I mean, it's just I think the sky's the limit. Um, it, especially with, you know, having David Montgomery and then, you know, being able to pair David up with a weapon like him. Um and and I probably shouldn't brought up David because David's a running back and, and this guy is just and David can do a lot of stuff in the passing game as well, 100%. which was a lot of the intrigue when we were able to sign him. Him in free agency but to pair this guy up with him uh it's, it's gonna make our offense even more scary even more explosive and um you know a lot of people tab running back to his name but he, he's He's a weapon. That's what he is. He's a multi-phase, explosive, elite weapon that can do a lot of different things. Um, Yeah, he's a home run hitter in in the run game, but he is is elite in the passing game. And, you know, um, even as a kickoff returner, I mean, he he can just do so many things. He's going to bring a lot of value. Who do you think wins a race of him and Jamo line up forty <laughs> yard dash?
1: You know, it'd be curious to see who wins that race. But I mean, that's one like when you add that kind of speed and, yeah. and and dynamic ability to your office, and you have two guys yeah. like that now. I mean, it yeah. just opens up. Everything for everyone, doesn't it? Yeah,
0: I mean, just I think the sky's the limit in terms of just and we, we, we want explosive football players, yeah. but but also the other thing is that even with uh Jameer and, and say with Jam, like these guys are smart football players. Like, you know, the thing with Jameer is, yeah, you can say, oh, well, he can. Run routes. He can catch the ball, and he can line in the backfield. You got to be smart to do that. And and the mere fact that you know, not only does he have all those intangibles that we look for, but it's his football intelligence that really what stands up to allow him to be such a weapon. Your second first round pick, Iowa. Uh, linebacker Jack
1: Campbell, he seems like a Dan Campbell guy to me. I mean, I had him on the podcast afterward. It was funny. I, I read the comments, and it was like, oh, my gosh, that's Dan Campbell Jr. And they just went right down the line with it. But, I mean, again, like smart, right, all about ball, yeah. Um, tough, physical, all the things that you and, you and Dan always talk about, about wanting to acquire those guys. I mean, that that's
0: Jack, right? Yeah, I mean, he is, he is one of those rare guys that, you know, has all the – all the, you know, traits and attributes that we look for as a football player, just being smart, being passionate, instinctive, relentless, explosive. Um, you know, that's the thing when I i think I said it right after the draft, you know, the first time I looked at Jack Campbell um, in the fall, I was like, OK, I've seen another big linebacker tackle to tackle. You know, I've seen. The more I'm looking at like, wait, 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 wait. No, he he's got some range. And it's like, I haven't seen a guy that big being able to stop, start on a dime, change directions, can bend, uh, can operate in space and coverage. And then all those other things that he brings in terms of being a heavy guy downhill, having the power, having the strike on offensive linemen, um, being an excellent finisher on the ball as a tackler, and just everything that he brings from a tangible standpoint, uh, it it just made too much sense. And he's just another guy that, you know, he was the best guy for us, and uh, we were ecstatic to be able to land him. No, to your point there, I think the three cone in the, the shuttle were yep. tops among
1: every linebacker yep. in the combine, and that's a guy who's six, four and a half, 250 pounds. Like, so to your point, those are really about the burst, the stop, start. And so uh, he could be a big part of, in the passing game,
0: too. Yes, right? yes. You know, uh, I always say, you know, um, you know, he has the movement skills to cover a lot of space and in and, and, and zone and in coverage and get to spots. But what really stood out and from a coverage aspect is some guys, you know, when that ball's in the air, um, you know, they can panic sometimes. They're not used to playing the ball in the air. And it seems like Jack Campbell's like his heart rate was almost down in his shoes when that ball was in the air because he just effortlessly played the ball. And then when he got the ball in his hand, he would just switch hands and act like he was a running back. And I I asked him, I was like – Did you play another position in his high school? And he was like, no, I've just been a linebacker. Really? That was another component of like, man, this guy's just a different kind of football player. And he's already so long and so hard to throw over in general. Um, But then you add that on top of just his instincts and his ball skills and, you know, um, being where he's supposed to be. And so uh, we're definitely going to get a a truly effective three-down player. And him and Alex together, you
1: know, bringing that size downhill. Alex was really good in the past game, especially the second half of last Absolutely. season. So, I mean, just another area in which you guys are now a better football team defensively. Brad, I loved what you said after the first round when all this talk about position value and all that stuff was there that that look, we didn't draft a running back. We drafted a dynamic explosive weapon, as yep. you called it. We didn't draft an inside stack linebacker. We drafted a guy who could be an anchor on defense. Is the next shirt Brad Holmes doesn't care about your mantra? To, is that the one that needs to, to, to come there? Because I thought it was a great point. Right. I mean, you're trusting your board. Yep. You're drafting guys that fit you and the position values for the mocks and everything else. Yep. You're trying to build a football team with guys that can make immediate impact.
0: And those two guys can do that. Can't. they? Yeah. I mean, look, this is the bottom line. If there was a player at six or when we trade back to 12, if there was a player at 12 that we thought could impact our football team more and better, then we would have picked that player. <laughs> if there was a player <laughs> at 18 that we thought could impact our football team better, then we'd have picked that player. But, no, we picked those two guys because those two guys were the guys for us. And and I, I get it. I get it from a mock draft standpoint. Um, and it's hard. I, I feel bad for our fans. Not feel bad, but – I guess I'll say I, I understand it because our fans and the public, they can only go off the information that's available to them. Mm-hmm. That, that's all they can go off right. of. And so when you're seeing a, a, a set of information repeatedly over time, all the time, and that's all that's available to them, that's what you're going to believe. And that's what you're going to utilize. And that's what you, you can't go off of. Anything they don't have else. any more information. You don't have anything that's else it. to go off yeah. of. And so – Us having all the information and us, like you said, been grinding on it for nine months. It's like trust, like we're doing the best (laughs) thing for the football team. And so and there's no it's not a disrespect, but even the people putting together the mock drafts, they don't have all the information. And so um, I always say, like, whenever you put cognitive strain into a project, you know, i.e. a mock draft or even for a couple of months, um. When it doesn't when that result doesn't come out like how you want it to come out your brain doesn't like that. You feel upset. Yeah, almost, like right? you're mad. And then, <laughs> compound on top of that, now in a couple of days, now you got to put a grade. So, now your brain doesn't like it. And now you got to put a grade in the race. That's the worst. That, it, that, that's
1: probably worse than anything. Guys it's, who grade the draft before a guy steps on a field in a skate. I've never <laughs> understood it. Look, it's popular, right? It's just like the mock drafts. They're, they're, it's almost a, a demon of its own success. you yes. know. But I love that you used the word trust there, Brad, because I think you've earned the trust of fans. Over the last two drafts that you've had, so uh, I'm glad you said it. Let's let's skip into uh, day two. Um, you get uh, another Iowa kid, Sam Laporta. Now this was a really good tight end mm-hmm. class, really maybe good. one of the best in Absolutely. like a decade. maybe. Absolutely. So there's
0: a lot of guys here. What was it about Sam that maybe fits you guys the best? Yeah, you know, um, again, it was a great class, and I thought what what I liked about this class is that they're all different flavors. Like mm-hmm. they were all different flavors. None of them were the same guys, and so uh Sam's flavor fit us the best and so that's what intrigued us about him um you know again he's got the intelligence he he he's got the passion he's got the football smarts he's got the toughness he has all those intangible qualities the work ethic all of that but him as a player th- those things that he can do from a versatility standpoint were really intriguing again another guy I didn't really know much about Sam until I watched the film this fall, you know, um, some of those other guys you heard about in the past, yeah. and then you see Sam, and again, I'm thinking, okay, uh, I look at him like, okay, I've seen one of these guys before, and then you start seeing him operate from the slot, and, and and being a mismatch man-to-man, you start seeing him operate out wide, and winning slants, and winning goal routes versus DBs, and being able to find voids in the zone, and then his ball skills, and his rack, and his ability to Finish. I mean, when he gets that ball in his hands, he just turns into kind of a different player. You see the, (laughs) the 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 violent finish. He he he's gritty. We look for gritty football players, but he has the hips. He has the change of direction. He has the quickness. He has all those things that um. I mean, he was playing wildcat quarterback in the bowl game. Uh, again, he's playing in the bowl game. Yeah, you know, like that. You don't see that top prospects are coming out in the draft often those guys are opting out of those games. Yes, he's playing in that game. Jack Campbell's playing in the bowl game. Jameer Gibbs is playing in like – those things alone just tell you a little bit more about the type of players that these guys are, but we're really excited about Sam. Um, he's going to be able to do a lot of different things and um, expect a pretty early impact. It's got to be fun for for that position, too, because, I, you know, you guys traded away TJ Hoxton last year, but
1: you still set a franchise record with 12 touchdowns from the tight end position. So yep. Ben is very creative in the way yep. he gets guys the football and, and, and some of the, you know, you look what Wright did and show Absolutely. his athleticism against the Jets. I th- you got James Mitchell as a guy. Guy, I think. Coming that, into a second year. Yeah, yep. And now he's that's when guys get over that knee injury, right? Absolutely. I mean, he's still dealing with that. So yep. you've got to like where that room is setting up, and then what Ben was able to do with it, that's really gonna be a weapon as a as a as a position group, don't you Yeah, I think?
0: and I, I like that all of them have a balance in them. Um, you know, um, I I you know, Brock, you know, he's not just a blocker, you know. Yes, Brock Wright can block and he's big, but you know, you saw that speed that Brock Wright showed up there in New York when you know when the game was on the line you know so he's got good straight line speed he's got good hands uh james he's another guy yeah he can do a lot of the f athletic movement stuff but he'll he'll go in line and get dirty and you know sam will do do the same thing so i'm really excited about that group overall brian branch you get in the second round
1: probably maybe a little bit of surprise to some people that that he was there i mean Brad, freshmen don't start at Alabama that too <laughs> that often. Not not with Nick Saban. You know, I mean, you've got to be a special kind of cat to to be able to to start as a freshman, especially at safety. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the the general of the defense. Yep. And I know he played a lot of nickel. Um, that's where he primary was. Um, I, he's kind of just a, a DB, a guy that you can kind of put anywhere a weapon again on defense maybe a matchup guy what'd you like about branch where you see him kind of fitting in
0: yeah you know not only just the versatility but you know him going from safety but playing nickel uh I would say you know um that that what they call the star position in 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 Nick Saban's defense uh, playing that nickel that that that's that position is not handed out easily. That 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 position, uh, it, it involves a lot of trust to be earned to play that position because you got to do a lot of different things. I mean, you have to you have to be able to cover in both phases. You have to be able to play zone. You have to know where your, where your help is. Um, you got to cover man to man. You got to fill in the run support. You have to tackle and he's one of the better tacklers that I saw on film all year especially talking about a DB so again he's a guy that plays football like how we like to play and uh, especially on on defense and you know again he's another guy really no pressure on him you know uh, he doesn't have to come in and be the guy right now but as he's learning as he's developing um, he's going to be really good on special teams as well so um, he's another guy that you're right like I didn't think he was going to be there when we got him but when things started looking realistic uh I said I'm not I'm not all right, let's to waiting few to spots. see if yeah, he's go gonna fall to us <laughs> to your point
1: 90 tackles 14 tackles for loss three sacks two interceptions seven passes defended a guy that did it all for Alabama yeah so a great get on day two uh let's go to Hendon Hooker uh third round um 67 completion percentage his entire career 80 touchdowns Ran a little bit different of an offense. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was kind of that really high-tempo, wide receiver options. You kind of yeah. knew where you were going. Just how do you think he fits into um, the NFL, into your scheme? Obviously, coming off the knee injury, so he's got some time to kind of you know learn the playbook and, yeah. and take it all in. But what did you like about, about Hendon? Why do you think he's a good fit?
0: Yeah, you know, uh, so I saw Hendon when they played Florida, and um, I want to say we were playing – up in Minnesota uh, at, at the time. So went out there and I'll never forget, that was the fastest tempo offense that I've, I think I've ever seen in yeah. my life. I- I'm serious. And like, you you hear that all the time, you know, oh, spread offense. They, they go fast. They go fast. This like, honestly, you you, you drop your head and take a note. Like, good luck. Like, you've already (laughs) missed something. But a lot of it was, yeah, that offense in general, but it was how fast he was playing. Mm. And the fact that he would, you know, take off and scramble and finish a run, deliver punishments, deliver punishment in a violent way, get up and then sprint back to the line, make sure that he gets that that signal and then make a big time play in the air. I mean, how fast he was playing was just impressive. And I was like, this guy is a football player now, now, and it's those little things that, you know, you can't always see on tape. So even, you know, like pregame warmups, you know, like his pregame ritual, he's all business. He's all business. You saw the big arm, but you knew he was there to win a football game. And so that really stood out to me. You know, when he makes those big plays with his legs and through the air, he comes out to the sideline. He didn't even go back to the bench. He's literally standing waiting to see the extra point go through. And he walks out and he's congratulating everybody everybody on the extra point team. And it's it's those little things that I'm like, okay – this guy's different. And so, yeah, he does have all the physical traits. He's got the size. He's got the arm. He's got a big arm. Um, He throws a beautiful deep ball. Um, You know, I think that'll bode well for, you know, a a guy that when we want to go explosive. um, But I just love that the situation he's in, he can get healthy. He can learn behind Jared and Nate and kind of see how they operate. And so I think it's a great situation. We'll just see how far he goes. I ran into
1: him at the senior bowl and I asked him about, you know, joining a team with an established starter, would that be something you'd be down for? He said, I'd love it. Yeah, I would love it. I'm, I, I'd am i be a sponge. I want to learn from that, and become a better football player. People knock, Brad, him being 25, mm-hmm. but I look at that as being a guy who's really mature. Yeah. Right? Yes. He's played a lot of football. Absolutely. 40 some plus stars, two different systems. and. and mm-hmm. That, that backup quarterback job, obviously you've got to be ready to step in and play, but no doubt. your number one job is to support the starter too, no doubt. right? Make him better throughout the week. What better Absolutely. than a 25-year-old experienced quarterback
0: who's seen a lot? I think that can help Jared too, and that's all part of
1: the package, right?
0: I I, I totally agree with you, Tim. You know, it's different when you're saying, all right, he's a 25-year-old wide receiver or he's a 25-year-old corner cornerback or a uh, No, he's a 25-year-old quarterback. And so that's different. That, Like you said, there's a level of maturity. There's a level of things that he's gone through just in his football career that's going to bode well for success for him. All right, let's go
1: to – day three. No, I'm sorry. You move back in, get, get, uh, uh, give up a fourth and fifth round, quite a bit of, of capital. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. this is a guy in Broderick Martin that, <laughs> that you obviously really liked. And yeah. I, I think when you look at him, big body, right? 330 pounds, a guy that, that can be in the center of that defense. You guys were much better the second half of the year against the run, minus the Carolina yeah. game, obviously. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, ranked 29th in that department. Is he a guy you think that can come in? And, and, and I, I know he's got to, you know, come in and, and um, build his strength, get some yeah. technique work in and do all that kind of stuff with with your new defensive line coach. But um, is he a guy you think that can help you, especially in that department, the run
0: stuff in part, you know, pretty early on? Yeah, 100 percent. And he, he's another guy that, you know, um, there's no pressure. You know, there's a, he doesn't need to be rushed. He doesn't need to be the guy like right now. But, you know, me and Dan, we were, Excited about just what Broderick is now. We were excited about what Broderick can become. Mm-hmm. And when you get a guy that now you talk about premium position um, or positional value, that's been the topic of, of everything about the draft. Um, when you when you find a guy that that's pl- that's six four and a half, you know almost thirty six inch arms. Um, you Jeez. know he, he's he's has rare length yeah. and size. And you've seen other guys with that size, with that power and strength that he has. You've seen guys like that, but the way how hard he plays, you mm-hmm. know, he, he, he chases the ball. He finds the football. Um, he can, he, he, can finish in his gap. He can two gap, but you know, he just, again, plays the game how we want to play. And, you know, with, with, with John Scott, who has a, 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 who's had a high reputation of developing these guys in the college ranks um, to get a young guy like Broderick and everything, every kind of, let's call it wart or uh thing that he needs to, uh, be developed they're all fixable they're all correctable and so that's what got me and dan excited about he joins Patrick. a good room there too with with bugs and, absolutely and, and aleem and, and some of the other guys there yeah just
1: knowing bugs bugs will take a guy like that under his wings and yeah. he's in good hands in, yep. in that room all right let's move to day three and, and day three i'm just curious when you look at day three obviously guys have flaws here and there mm-hmm. they've been in the first three rounds right so yeah. I mean, when you go into day 3 is it is it traits is it scheme fit is it just feel i i guess kind of how, how do you decide guys that are that are fits because they always obviously have, you know, something that they can get better at with their game. I guess just what's the strategy going into day three? What's the big thing? Because you look at some of the success you've had with Amon Ross St. Brown, Malcolm Rodriguez, um, James Houston. I mean, you've had real success there. What's the goal going into day three?
0: You know what? uh, Especially when you get back into the fifth, sixth round, um, you know, and especially in in this draft, you know, drafts in the past, you know, you'll you'll get into day three in – there might be an Amon or St. Brown. There, 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 like, there, there might be a Derek Barnes still there. There might be. But, you know, we didn't even have a fourth rounder. But I didn't think it was this kind of draft. Mm-hmm. But really, you want to look for depth you I and mean, quality depth that you think can – Soon be some kind of starter down the road, yeah. or if not a spot starter, or uh, depending on the position, you know, quality depth that can uh, play special teams early on. So um, that's kind of what you're looking for. So you know, trying to um, so getting so getting Colby down there in the fifth round. Um, he was a guy that we thought was a multi-positional um, swing depth guy, and you know we'll, we'll see how much he can develop and mm-hmm. how far he can go. But played right tackle at William and Mary and um, did very very well, and then goes to the All Star game and plays guard and actually did some center stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're we're looking at a guy that potentially could be a three-position phase guy that you know center flex, guard flex, right tackle flex, but again. All the flex and all that stuff, it doesn't matter. It's about how he plays the game and about his intangibles. And he has elite football character, his work ethic, his passion for football, his intelligence, but he plays like how we want to play on the offensive line. He comes off the football, he strains, he grinds, he works to finish. Uh he, he he's very instinctive. He takes very uh high quality angles uh off the football. So all those things of like how we want to play uh from an offensive line standpoint, uh, we thought Kobe Fitzda talk about joining a good room too. Yeah. I mean there's a lot of talent in that room. <laughs> I mean, yes. you're
1: going to develop rather quickly or or you're going to get yeah, behind right. <laughs> in that room. You know, and, and, and to your point, too, about the depth, too. I mean, you guys run that swing tackle more just about more than Absolutely. anybody in the league that, yep. that the extra offensive lineman. And so maybe potential there for him to see yes. the field kind of early as a, a, a versatile kind of swing, swing piece there. Let's go to the seventh round. And, and you got uh, Antoine Green yep. the thing that jumped out. With, with green to me is 19.0 yards per reception yeah i mean that was and that's throughout his entire career yep. i mean that, that's a vertical guy six foot two 200 pounds four four seven so the physical traits are there and then you, you look at
0: some of the stuff he did down the field what would you like about green look true story uh I, you know we were watching uh oh i was watching you know during the fall i was watching uh their slot receiver uh downs and um as I'm watching them, I just see this big guy on the outside just keep taking these explosives up. And I run down and I tell Ray Agnew, our assistant, Jim, like, Ray, I-, I know we're looking at downs. And I- he's a good player. but. Who who's this other guy? Like and so, then that's when we started talking about him more. But he's a he's another guy that um you know he's got some development to do. But you know um, just an intriguing uh, outside uh, vertical stretcher, and and it's not he's not a one trick pony either. You know he he he's gonna be able to do the stuff inside. You know he can run the digs, he can run the, the 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 slants. Um, you know he will finish. He'll 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 catch contested. So um all those things kind of bode well for for his development, his uh, hopefully future success. But in the meantime, again, you go into day three, you know, who can provide special teams, teams play? And so we, we see him as a guy with his size and his speed. Um, I think he'll be able to match up in a lot of different positions, special teams was.
1: Is that what you like going to some of those college games?
0: Because you could go with a,
1: an idea of I'm going to watch him, him downs in this case, and then get those surprises you get some surprises is that the fun part about actually going to the games it is how many times does that happen it happens
0: not only in the games Tim it happens you know happens in the games it also happens watching tape too like you just Mm. you're watching a certain guy and it's like wait hold on who's this other guy (laughs) I mean you know uh, another true story I remember um you know uh, with Malcolm Rodriguez you know last year you know um, Oklahoma State had another linebacker and I was watching him and then I just see this 20 just keep showing up, showing up, showing up. I'm like, wait, hold on. This, this this guy keeps popping up and then you just start, (laughs) you know, you start, you you turn your focus on to him and you're like, well, this guy's a good football player. Overall impressions of of, of the
1: class to me, you got a lot of guys that can I think play or, or have a, potential to play pretty early, some impact guys, I guess when you look at the totality of the class, when you look at it as a whole, what's the one thing you like, what's your overall impression of, of,
0: of this group? That we just got our guys yeah. and and we just uh, stuck with our conviction. Um, we, we we didn't get deterred by any other outside noise or anything like that. And, you know, uh, for the most part, us taking our guys, um, that's bode well for us in terms of when you look at the totality of the young guys that have played and played early first and, and, and played well. Um, so we feel really good about that. But I think that we got the type of players that we're looking for terms of men they're smart they're passionate they're instinctive they're relentless they're explosive and they have high football character and so those are the type of guys that we look for um and so you just in totality that's what you're happy about how early these guys impact uh some some of these guys we spent earlier impact than others just being realistic but you just you just never know where this thing's gonna go the draft isn't over at round seven though
1: You know, I I know we can't talk specifics of some of these guys, you know, have to get in here, get signed and stuff like that. But that process is an important one, too, because you see some of the guys that have impacted this
0: football team over the years from the undrafted category. That's an important part of the process, too, isn't it, That's a huge part of the process, because at the end of the day, uh, depending on who you get. And, you know, who was left and who didn't get drafted, those are extra extra draft picks. So um, without getting into specifics of names, I want to say that we ended up getting three guys um, that were on our draft board. At one point, that we were able to get in uh, as undrafted free agents. So we're really excited about that. Look at you. You're leaving them guessing, huh? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, Ray, um, John Dorsey, no. uh, Diz, your yeah. whole team, just speak to the job, everybody did because it's not just you no, know I mean? it's a group effort no. and this goes back nine months it's the area scouts it's all the time away from their family hotel rooms everything you know it you were in that grind too yeah, absolutely just the, the whole team. you love how what you've assembled now in year three it seems like it's a pretty smooth operation and, and you've got your system in place yeah you know
0: i was telling our group uh after the draft that you know um everybody has a, a, a specific ownership that 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 um that they know that they have to dominate and and Each one of those guys did a fantastic job just kind of dominating their ownership. And so, um, but like you said, uh, it starts with our scouts. You know, they're the engine of this whole thing. And without them, you know, it it just doesn't work. I I do believe that we have a well-oiled machine from a personnel department standpoint, but they are the oil. Yeah. So without them, um, all this stuff is not possible. But everybody else is, you know, uh, you know, Ray Agnew and Dorsey, Lance Newmark, uh, Mike Martin, Doc Corzine, you know, Mike Disner, Brandon Sossner, like it's a total group effort uh, all the time. And that starts from the very top. You know, that's something that uh, Sheila preaches and she's preached from from, from the very uh, uh, start with, you know, Dan and myself is collaboration. So, so it's always going to be a collaborative effort and you know that's bode well for us so far i know everybody's looking forward to rookie minicamp
1: getting yeah. these guys here getting football helmets on seeing them run around and then they join the vets and otas and then starts to get real yeah um, football's here. Uh, the draft is over. It's a it's a fun time. You've now kind of built this football team and, and I know everybody's excited with how you finished last year, what you did in free agency and now what you put together in the draft cut. There's a lot of excitement in Detroit, a lot of expectations and it'll be fun to be on for the ride. So we,
0: It's going to be exciting. Yeah. It's Thanks for joining exciting. Me, Thanks a lot, Tim. Appreciate Thanks. you, man.